Hey friends, it's your girl Britt and Joy Jolene. Welcome to Back to Her. If you aspire to heal, evolve, or revolutionize, this podcast is for you. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on Instagram at official back to her. And that too is the number two. Let's get it. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Back to Her podcast. We yes, happy Sunday. Yes. Happy Sunday. Thank you for tuning in. Or even if it's not Sunday, but whatever day you're listening, yeah. welcome. We're excited for our new episode. We got some yes. good things to be talking about. Um, so I'm let's excited. get right into it. Let's let's just start by talking. I know we both watched a little baby documentary. So how do you feel about it? Yes, y'all. So just for a little background and context, we um, little baby just came out with a documentary um, on Amazon that was basically revolving around like his life and like how he started out his career um you know where he currently is and all the good stuff about just him and his team and you know what he had to go through to be exactly where he is at this point in his life and so yeah me and Britt both Britt both watched it and so we both were like definitely touched um so with me like the first thing that really came to mind or I guess you can say the biggest um you know, like eye opener was really like the journey of getting to where you want to be in life. And sometimes how in that journey. So, for example, y'all, little baby, he didn't even want to rap necessarily. Mm-hmm. He knew that he wanted to be rich. He knew that he wanted money to be able to, you know, support his lifestyle and his, you know, be able to be there for his family members. Um, but he didn't necessarily know the destination, if that makes sense. He just knew what he wanted out of this life. And so. That was just interesting to me because it was so many times it's interesting how things can just fall into our path and we don't even know that that's exactly what we're supposed to do or that's where God is bringing us. Um, So to me, it was like it was good to see that sometimes you don't always know the exact journey, but you still have to trust it. Mm -hmm. It also showed me and this is really key. Who you have surrounding you is Mm -hmm. very important. Like the people around him, you can tell that God definitely bought specific people in his life for a reason, but the people that were surrounding him during the moments where he was, you know, evolving in his career spoke life into him. And they definitely had good intentions when it came to where they saw him, where, you know, the potential that they saw that he had, like, that was just very key to me seeing the, the importance of the people surrounding you because they truly can either speak life or death to you, whether that's mm-hmm. intentional, unintentional, whether it's verbal or not, like it's really important to, you know, just be mindful of that. So what were your thoughts? What were a few things that popped out to you? Girl, first of all, I cried so much. Really? <laughs> I cried so much during now, now granted. Yeah. The next day my period came, so I was like, okay. Yeah. Like that makes so much more sense. <laughs> but like regard I don't want to even like take away from like how it made me feel. Like it really really impacted me and you guys know like I live in Atlanta and he had a screening here in Atlanta so like for one like being able to go like he rented out the movie theater so like that in itself like you know um like 
just seeing what he did for like his neighborhood and like mm-hmm. you know like I didn't get I didn't realize it until I got back in my car but like he gave like a free drink and free popcorn to like everyone that came and watch it and like uh-huh. the whole setup in the movie theater it was almost like a little museum of like all his albums and it was just really like dope but like it touched me so much like um like I want you to know, like I boohoo cried like a good four times. Like wow. it was like it really, really touched me. Like because I'm a really big little baby fan, mm-hmm. and like I've always like watched his interviews and things like that. But it's just like it just became so more personal to me. Like you can listen to a person and like not even fully understand like his story. And like I knew that he didn't want to be a rapper and stuff from you know watching his interviews. But um, like, do you remember the part where he was like? at the breakfast club and like he took the picture and just walked away or like was yeah. telling like coach K and like P like, I really don't want to do this. So like to actually see it, yeah. like it's one thing to like hear, you know, but to see it and like, it just showed me how like God really has like gifts for certain people. Like it's mm-hmm. undeniable that little baby is like extremely gifted. And the fact that he's only been rapping for five years, like it's yeah. not even like he's like 10 years in the game or like anything like that. He's like touch a maximum amount of success. So, like, just seeing that the fact that, like, God can give you a gift that you don't ask for. Like, I thought that was beautiful. Um, Just, like you said, like, the people that you have around you, like, seeing how, you know, once, like, baby, did, like, agreed to doing it, like, how P and Coach K were, like, you know, like, we're all in, we're hands in, like, we're going to make sure that this okay. comes true. And, like, even moments of him not... um you know, him not really wanting to do it. Like, they didn't give up on him. Like, that is so important. Like, because if they weren't there, like, would he have, like, stayed the course, you know? Or Mm -hmm. even just a matter of, um, like, actually seeing him perform at concerts and, like, Mm -hmm. nobody really knowing who he is or, you know, like, little things like that. Um, So it was that. I think it was also how much he gives back. Like, I was really touched by the moment where, like, he was walking through his community and, like, um, you know, the kids didn't have coats and he came back with coats for them. Like, Mm -hmm. or when um, George Floyd's daughter, I mean, when George Floyd, yeah, when her daughter had a birthday and, like, he paid for the birthday party or, like, you know, just little things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Seeing, like, how much his kids mean to him and like I was my this was my very first tear when when he um when he said uh that his son asks him like did you used to do things like this with your dad and like whole time like he didn't even have that dad or like the vid like literally everything joy like the videos of him as a kid like just Mm -hmm. it was just so impactful and then I would say the last thing that really touched me is like his heart like the moment where they were trying to tell him like don't perform in the BET Awards Mm -hmm. and like his reasoning for still doing it like you know I wasn't even mad at the people for telling him don't do it like I completely understood but like seeing his like his perspective of like those he like the greater picture it was like wow like he really has a good heart and like we were texting like you know it really did just make him so much more human like it's so easy to look at people like at his stature but like, look at all his chains and his cars and all the money he has it's like all right he's this is so unrealistic but it's like it is though because if you commit yourself to a plan or a vision or a goal or like all of those things can be your yours too you know so yeah. I was really like and it's like to the point now like I don't even not saying that I don't like seeing it, but like when I see it, like people repost it, I'm like, oh God, like, because I don't want to start crying. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm, it, it's definitely like not a bad thing at all that it brought up those emotions for you because, like uh-huh. you said, a lot of 
what we saw or what I saw like in the documentary just showed me the humanness to him mm-hmm. and like the fact that this can be a reality this is possible like whatever dream that we have in mind you know we can achieve that as long as we yeah. literally like in the documentary he they said like nobody works harder than him like he got up every day you know and practiced his craft and worked on his craft and that just goes to show like how he got so far and like how he began and began to literally perfect his craft. If you look at the first song he ever dropped to now one of his biggest songs on the charts, you see the difference in his mm-hmm. talent. And that's, you know, that goes to show how hard he worked. And so to me, like that was just very powerful. And honestly, what it, what it also brought up for me is like the innocence of like how we all start off with this innocence and how life kind of, and it's, I don't want to say it like this, but life robs you of that. Mm-hmm. Um, like they uh, forget the man's name, but he basically brought up a statistic where he said, I think he said 90% of people who grow up in pro- poverty or children who grow up in poverty, you know, 90% of them will still live in that poverty. 90% of them will not make it out. And that just hit home to me because it's like for a lot of people, you know, their lives are already not determined, but like written out before they even get the chance to like mm-hmm. write their own narrative. Right. Um, and like, it's unfortunate because we are, we can become products of our environment mm-hmm. and it's inevitable because like um, Lil Baby said, you got to think a lot of these kids don't get the opportunity to travel. Like, you know, their, their travel is there every day when they go outside, like their neighborhood, that's their traveling. So if they see, you know, this person with money, this type of person with money, that's going to be the person they look up to because that's all that's in their environment. So it just, you know, that hit home to me and it made me reflect on like my hometown. I, I know a lot of people don't even know where I'm from. Um, it's Cecil County, Maryland. It's like literally a really, I'm from a really small town in Maryland. Like, honestly, I call it a truck stop because it feels like it is like, it literally is though. But it's a very small town and it's like, and not to put my hometown town down, but it's like for me to come from there and be where I am now is just crazy because in a small town like that, it's very easy to get stuck. It's very easy to like think that that's all that exists. You know, like when I came to Baltimore for school, I was like, what is this? Telling one of my homegirls the other day, like I literally hit a culture shock. Like, I wasn't even used to seeing people who look like me that were great, that were, like, you know, doing all these amazing things because I didn't see that in my immediate environments. And so, you know, it kind of made me reflect on how I could have been stuck in that place, how I could, and this is no shade to anyone, but, like, how I could be where some of my peers are, you know, Mm -hmm. that I grew up with. And it's not to say they're, you know, anything bad, but, like, still in that hometown, Um, I think it really does do something to you when you branch out and when you like, Mm -hmm. you know, you leave your hometown, it gives you like a sense of independence that shows you like the limits, like there are no limits on what you want to do. And so it made me think a lot about that. And it kind of also like brought certain traumas up as well. It just what I really loved about it was the fact that it was so relatable, you know, Mm -hmm. like a lot of us as black people, we go through the same things. We go through very similar things. And so it's good to see someone that with that like amount of success to be honest and to be vulnerable and to show you like what they've been through, but also not to like, not to like, he did a good job at balancing it out, you know, as far as like, 
not showing you all the bad parts of him, but also showing you like his innocence and who mm-hmm. he actually is to the core and his character. Um, and to me, that was very respectful. Very respectful. Yeah. No, for sure. It that was it was a ten out of ten. Like I feel yeah. like that's something I'm gonna probably have to go back and watch. And like not because I didn't get everything from it, because I definitely did. But it just like it was that touching it, and it honestly kind of made me come home and just reflect mm-hmm. on like, damn. Like I think it was like a when I got home from watching it. It was like a damn, I really can do this. Like, you know, like it was like, this is not unattainable. And another thing that really, really impacted me is like how everyone saw something special in him. Like, you know, and so like there's always been times within my life where people have like say like, no, like there's something special about you or you got this Mm -hmm. or, you know, Mm -hmm. just whatever. And it like it made me. Like, I believe them because it's always been a reoccurring thing, but I believed it 10 times more because I'm like, you know, when people see things in you, it's like, and everyone sees the same thing. Like, this is really, uh, you know, a real thing. But like I said, like, more than anything, I definitely got home and was like, all right, I need to lock in. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and I've been feeling that way. Like, I feel like I'm definitely in a space in my life where, like, I'm focused. But I would say that I'm, and I, I wouldn't even say I'm distracted, but I would say I'm like 80% in, like I'm not a hundred. There's still like a 20% mm-hmm. of like, and for me, like that 20% is like overusing social media, like not waking up at a certain time, like not sticking to a structural routine. Like I have a running to to do list of, I'm not making this up, like no exaggeration, like over uh-huh. 700 things, literally. Really? Yes, girl. And like, oh my it, I know it's crazy. Like it started because when I was going through um, like a really bad depression, like I would just be there. Like I wouldn't really be doing anything. And Mm -hmm. once I got to a point where I was just like, all right, like there's so many different things I can do, like little things, like little small things that come to mind. Like, so I'm gonna just write them down and then I'm gonna just be working on it. And I would just add, 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 girl. I don't know how the heck it ended up getting to like 700. (laughs) Yeah, but like, it's like, it gives me a thrill kind of like I'll pick like yeah. a random number be like okay 341 and then like I'll start at 341 and just work down the list so and don't get me wrong like a lot of it is like small things like it may be like oh send joy flowers or mm-hmm. oh like mm-hmm. journal or read mm-hmm. or call my mom or like you know like the things that I know that I need to get done like there's probably like one thing on there that I really really need to get done that I've been like pushing off mm-hmm. but other than that um but I I say more so specifically of like just getting even more intentional like I think creating a running to-do list was like the first thing like the first step but then like beyond that is like okay like this week what is the focus next week what is the focus like how well am I doing like checking off actual boxes like and that was one of my goals this year to be like a better goal setter and like mm-hmm. I set goals for the month of August and I, w- I, w- I didn't meet all of them. I would say I met like half of them, but like even that was a start. Yeah. So it was just like kind of like, you know, and that's I know something that we wanted to talk about um, in this episode as well was like, you know, what like what do you feel like in your life right now is not working or like what do you feel like you can be doing better? Yeah. Ooh, that's a really good question. In my life right now, I think, okay. So I'm in a point to be completely vulnerable with vulnerable with y'all where I received what I asked for. Mm-hmm. I literally prayed and prayed for a certain thing and I received what I asked for, but um I allowed fear. I allowed um I guess you can say what's the word I'm looking for? Fear. Um it's a word that starts with an O. But basically, what is it? I'm not good enough. Um, 
you know, you know, I just let all the all of these like a negative thoughts come to mind when I knew for a fact I worked very hard to be exactly where I'm at. I deserve this and that God wouldn't bring me to a place that he like that I wasn't supposed to be in. Right. And that wasn't divinely written for me. So I had like self-sabotaging thoughts that came up when I really should be celebrating myself. I should be proud of myself. Um, so what I'm learning about myself is that the like the negative thoughts aren't working. Like the self-sabotaging does it's not working for me. And like I just saw the power. I mean, I always knew the power of my mind, but I really sat and I was intentional with just like seeing the power of my mind and how my negative thoughts like can really affect me. And, you know, it was just a lesson learned for me and knowing that trusting God more throughout the process. So I'm learning what is working for me is trusting God. Like I may not know exactly why I'm on this journey or like how I got here, but I do know that like I'm here and God wants me to be in this place. Okay. It's something that I'm learning right now. Some, some skill that I'm gaining some discipline that I'm gaining right now that's supposed to bring me to this next level in my life. And so, you know, my life was not necessarily working is that, you know, negative thought patterns, self-sabotaging. Um, also, what's not working is my need to step up on my boundaries and like stand up for myself if that makes sense like I feel like I can be such a nice and kind person that um I allow things that I know I shouldn't allow if that makes sense like I know there's certain like I know what I deserve and what I don't deserve and I got to a place where I just allowed things to happen because I'm just like you know, it's okay. Like I can pay attention to, to, or give energy to what I want and I don't have to worry about everything else. Um, so that's honestly not working for me. I'm in a place y'all where I really want very intentional, like relationships and friendships. And like, I'm at a place where I'm really paying attention to a lot of things and it's not in a negative way, but I just want to like in the documentary, for example, you saw how little baby was surrounded by people who had his best interest at heart and mm -hmm. literally wanted to see him win. That is the same energy I want with my friend groups, my relationships, my family um, relationships. Like th that is the same energy that I want. So I'm starting to see through that and I get it because we're always going through things. And sometimes we may unintentionally project, we may do certain things because of what we're personally going through but i'm at a space where that's not working for me right now mm -hmm. right now i need life spoken into me you know spoken into me and that's it life love that is it because you know we can be in very important times or like transitions in our lives and one decision could throw us off course completely yeah one um influence can throw us off course completely and so yeah. i'm at a place where it's like I want to be intentional with friendships with my relationship um you know and everything all around because that ultimately is pouring into me or it's taken away from me right. so that's also something that's not working but I'm curious to hear more from you yeah that's really good um and you had said something I want to comment on I was watching this like real on mm -hmm. Instagram and this girl was talking about how every step of her life like including the parts that didn't make sense, including the parts that 
where painful like led her to where she is now mm. and it was like like when I was going through it or like you know working a job that I didn't want to work or being in environments that I didn't want to be in or experiencing pain that I didn't want to endure like mm-hmm. now where I'm at like I realized that it all led me here you know mm. um, so I forgot what you said but it just made me think of that so I wanted to say that but um, for me I think like I said like I just want to get more like I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be but in some ways I feel like it's a little cloudy you know like Mm -hmm. I'm sure but I'm not sure like you know and I think a lot of that comes to do with like my time that I spend with God like I feel like the more time you know you spend with God the more clear you are um and like even if like okay like ideally like I don't want to be in the space that I'm in right now but if this is where I'm supposed to be like I know but I'm not 100% but I feel like that's a result of like the time spent with God you know and I feel like there's people that you like you can look at and you can just tell like God is radiating all through that person you know but like I feel like I'm you know I'm in a good space with God compared to where I was a couple months ago but like I think I could be a lot more connected and grounded you know like yeah. I felt like I don't live my life with like any type of sacrifice or discipline mm-hmm. in terms of spiritual like you know like there's been a time in my life where I'd be like oh like I really don't want to drink I feel like this is wrong to God you know but like now I don't think twice you know or like different things like that so I feel like I do want to get more closer to God and I feel and it's a scary thing and I feel like the fear for me is always like honestly the sacrifice like you know um because I'd be like I think I have a lot of FOMO like you know fear missing out with certain things and um you know sometimes I think that like my mind which isn't always a fact but like my mind thinks like growing closer to God means like I won't be cool anymore or I won't be like fun or you know Mm -hmm. and I remember I can't remember what this what I saw something a long time ago and it was like talking about like people think that but then once you once you really experience the fullness of God like your perspective on it will shift um either way that's one thing for sure um I think that I've also like poured a lot into like people into things and I did that at like my lowest point Mm. so I think that I like I don't have nothing to give right now like I really don't and I think that I need to honor that and I need to like lock in with myself like and I feel like I'm right now I'm kind of doing it like I've been like slowly but surely like just falling back from different things Mm -hmm. Um, but I just need to be like full force and I think that you know like I my goal or like my word for this year was like all in Mm -hmm. and like I feel like every year at the end of the year like I always look back and be like wait well what did I really do or like how much further did I really get or you know and I'm not I'm not disappointed by what this year has done but I think that if I'm in the same place that I'm in right now come December 31st I won't be satisfied so Mm -hmm. like my goal is to make sure that like something is shaken in some way and I feel like all I need is God to do that honestly um so oh and then like I would say like the last thing is like my wellness like that shit is just like I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before but like y'all I get like a really bad period and like the the way that I feel and the pain it's just crazy like I be 
taking 800 milligrams and a couple let it like month a couple hours later i'm taking another one like it's been times where i've like taken so much medicine my toes are numb like and it's it, just not okay like i'm 25 like i want to live a long life like i don't want to you know have any type of effects because of things that i neglected at a young age um and i feel like all of that stuff in terms of like just feeling better mental clarity all of that comes with like better eating so like i know i have like a bottle of 1800 milligrams and like i told myself um this need this needs to be the last bottle like i don't need to be like well i mean the good thing is i don't even have the same doctor like in georgia um that i did in maryland mm-hmm. so i don't even think it's like a matter of oh getting a refill or like anything like that but like i told myself like this needs to be the last bottle like i need to but like that's all a part of like locking in like you know like within myself like i know i'm, I'm next week well the next for the next two weeks like i'm about to take a social media break and honestly I need to take longer, but, like, I just want to, like, lock in. I said a lot, but, like, I think, like, I just really, really want to lock in, like, with my health, like, with my spirituality and just, like, my focus. Yeah. Um, I completely resonate with that. Like, I also, um, like, that's something I want to work on as well. I know I'm about to get, like, start a new journey in life as far as, like, um, getting a new job, starting a new job. And so I know what comes with that is going to take a lot more discipline, mm-hmm. um, a lot more of, you know, feeding into myself so that I'm not exhausted or I'm not getting easily, um, you know, drained. And so I want to make sure that I'm really balancing out my life so that I'm still able to be functioning. You know, I feel like we're in a state in the world where, I don't want to say we're going back to normal. We're going back to the new normal per se. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of people are like feeling drained in this moment or like Mm -hmm. exhausted because we're now having to reprogram our minds to operate in a way that we thought that we would probably not have to operate in. Um, And I think all of us, another thing is we didn't necessarily process the fact that we lived through an entire pandemic, like a very, (laughs) very stressful time we're also a generation or in a time where we move very, very fast. Like we're constantly on our phones. We're constantly talking to people. We're always working in some way, shape or form. We're either always working or we're always moving. And that's something that's very new. Like going back to the documentary again, just seeing how much he works, seeing how much he's flying from country to country, state to state. That has never been done in human history before, as far as like how people operate nowadays, how long we're in the air on a plane, you know, how long we're exposed to all of these phones and these robots and like, you know, all of this radiation It's so many things that it's like, you know, we're not thinking about, but like we're the first generation or the first to go through all of these things all at once and live yeah. a certain lifestyle, Yeah, you know? No, nah, I feel that 100%. And that's something that I would have loved to see, like, hopefully, like, in his next documentary. Because I, I wonder that, like, he's on tour. He's been on tour for a minute, but, like, he's always on tour, you know? Like, yeah. Like, city to city, state to state, day to day. Like, I can imagine, like, that, you know, being a lot. But I feel like that's something that a lot of, like, entertainers don't really speak on. Like, you yeah. know, because... But I mean, it's also like they're like I can imagine that they feel whatever they feel. Like I feel like a lot of them always talk about like the sacrifice that they make, you know, being away from their family. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's their normal as well. So, you know, it's 
it is a lot. Like we all have different lives. We all have, you know, different ways of coping and, mm-hmm. you know, like what works for one person kind of won't work for the next. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that I know like rest is so important and I've learned to like appreciate, um, you know, moments in my life where I have to rest because I can be a busybody at times as well. But then there's also moments where it's like downtime and you know when I when I walk into my next busy season I'm always grateful that I had the time down that I did because Mm -hmm. you know like I remember when um I don't know if I shared this but I think I did on the podcast like there was a time that I was actually working for an artist and I was um, a personal assistant and you know there would be times where we would be working until three, four o'clock in the morning. Then the next day got to be back up at 10 or, you know, it was like an all day, everything, seven day a week thing. And, you know, I think that I had a lot of downtime to rest prior to me doing that. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I would be able to wake up at, you know, whatever time in the morning, even if I only got four hours of sleep and be okay. But like, had I not had my downtime to rest prior to, it probably would have been more of a struggle, but you know, so that's why like, I've learned to really appreciate those times when it comes. But I'm not going to lie in the same breath, you know, when I do have moments just to chill, I'd be fighting myself because I'd be like, damn, mm-hmm. I feel like I could be doing more. Or like, what am I really doing? What did I really accomplish, you know, today? And I feel like that's something that I need to get out of. And I feel like that, but that comes along with me, like taking a step back from just everything and just being in tune myself of like, you know, well, what really yeah. matters in this moment? Like, because there's a season for everything. Like, there's sometimes a season for you to be busy. There's a season for you to rest. There's yeah. a season for you to be confused. There's a season for you to be in love. There's a season for you to work on yourself. Like, you know, like, but I think the most important thing of that is, like, understanding what season you're in. Because it's, like, mm. allowing my body and my mind and spirit to operate in a season of rest when really this is supposed to be a season of productivity. Now I'm doing myself and my destiny a disservice, you know? Yeah, and that, like you know, the things, some of the things that you brought up just occurred to me that there is more that is not working for me. And like, as far as like you said, if this is a season of rest, in my mind, telling me that that I need to work, 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 and be on the go, that is not serving me, you know, because mm-hmm. then it's taken away from the time that I actually could be getting my rest. Right. And so, like you know, just going back to the you know point of how we're in a society of, you know, where resting isn't normalized and resting Mm -hmm. is kind of frowned upon and looked at as being lazy, you know, that right there is not working for me. Like I want to live a life of balance. I want to make sure that I'm getting my sleep in, but also accomplishing all my goals. I want to make sure I'm treating my body right, but also getting the time to turn up and have fun. Yeah. And so, um, like something that came to mind as I was listening to you speak about like your relationship with God and like, you know, how that may look, you know, as you continue to deepen it. But do you think, do you think in your subconscious that you may have be, you may have thoughts of feeling like you need to be perfect in order to be in union with God? Definitely girl. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, which is not a good thing, but I feel like, I've um like I allow my imperfections to run me away from God where mm-hmm. it's like I really should be bringing them to God like sometimes my um yeah mm. mm-hmm. say more say more about that <laughs> <laughs> like I just feel like um you know personally and I don't mean this in like no shade or anything like that but this is my truth and I'm willing to have this conversation with anyone but personally, I 
that's why I, it makes it really, really hard for me to subscribe to people who are like super holy, you know, mm. because like for me, it sends a message of like, all right, well, I see that you're not living in sin. I see that you are pure. And so like in result, you have this like great relationship with God, but like I'm not there. So mm. clearly what I'm doing is wrong and like unworthy and granted, like maybe my mindset is wrong. Like, of course, like, you know, whatever, that's, I don't know, I can get yeah. into that, but like, yeah, like, I just feel like I'm, I'd be feeling like I'm just like, you know, like, there's people out there who are like, making a higher level of sacrifice or, you know, are living with more discipline or, you know, taking a time out, like in terms of like, the discipline, like, I feel like the more time you spend with God, the more like all of those other things will flow. Mm-hmm. But like, I just be feeling like, I don't live in the purest form, so it's like I don't experience the fullness. Mm, yeah, so it sounds like, like it could be kind of a trigger seeing people who are like, you know, basically in a space that you're looking forward to being in or a space that you, you know, admire, of course, but it can be a trigger when you feel like you have so much longer to go or so much more work to do or when it looks like something that's like unrealistic yeah um, and so I definitely I definitely get that like it could definitely be a huge trigger when you feel like you're you want to be somewhere and somebody is there but they're not making it realistic for you to be there yeah. as well or like for them to want to help you to get there as well it's more so and I was just listening to something or watching something today where it was like somebody was just speaking on the fact that you can't like if you're going to do God's work or whatever work you want to do like to influence people or to show people the right way of doing things just do that you know do the do it be that example within yourself i feel like so many times like people can put people down for where they are or like speak out against certain things but it's like we're all on different journeys in life and really what you're supposed to do is just be real like talk to people be human understand that people are going through certain things and you know be authentic so that you can attract the right people right because I feel like when people are and this is no shade like you said you know when people are in that mindset of kind of perfection you don't necessarily get the right people that God wants you to get. You're yeah. getting the people who may be pretending to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You're getting the people who want to impress you. You're getting the people, you're getting the wrong people. God wants you to get the people who actually need the help. Yeah. The people who are actually suffering and like, you know, having their everyday battles. And so when we hold this like facade of perfection or like we got it all together, we got to, keep in mind that we're also running away from the people or um, basically not attracting the people that we actually need to attract in. And that's why I feel like it's so important to just be authentic and be Mm -hmm. ourselves because that's when you'll literally attract your tribe or your people or your group, whatever that looks like, whether it's a relationship, a friend, you know, um, whatever that looks like, that's when you'll start to attract the people that are supposed to be around you and supposed to influence you in those beautiful, amazing ways. But, you know, when we try to act one way, that's when you start attracting people who are one way and then you don't even relate and you're not even benefiting from that relationship or that dynamic at all. Yeah. So I yeah. seen something and, and it was like, you know, people who like, you know, 
it really is a contradiction in a sense because you know they like you're taught like you know you shouldn't hang out with worldly people you shouldn't you know associate yourself with worldly people and blah 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 but like at the same token like where the idea is for us to be more like Jesus right and mm-hmm. so like Jesus was with prostitutes and drug dealers mm-hmm. and people who were like of the world and granted like I think it's everything in 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 balance like you know you know it because it is important to be around people who are like like-minded and god-fearing and you know but like I just think that once you get to that point that high vibration within yourself you should never get so high that you you can't even be around those type of people. And, you know, like there's times where, and I don't know if this is like contradicting, you know, but I'm, this is my truth. Like there's been times where I've been in the strip club and like, I'm praying for people. Like they may not know it. Like I'm, I'm in there with them. Like, you know, but I'm praying like, you know, so it's like, and I like, I've been in spaces where I've like wonder, like, you know, what, like, what is making these like what makes me different as a god-fearing person than everyone else like you know because i know that the typical like high level christian is not going to step foot in the strip club but like mm-hmm. what if what if you need to activate the spirit in that space you know mm-hmm. um so like stuff like that i think about and i always think about like even when i even when i get to like the highest version of myself i never want to forget this part and like i feel like sometimes like and this is probably contradicting as well but it's like sometimes that makes me not want to get to this super level high high level of purity because it's like sometimes Mm -hmm. when people get there it's like I never really see it's where you see a person that's at a high level of purity that's still able to like impact people on an urban level or impact people who are lost or you know and, and everybody has their ministry like it's not for everyone but that's something that I like I think about yeah it's definitely interesting seeing like the destination of a person and not necessarily the journey mm-hmm. that definitely can be something that we we don't get to see on social media you know like as we always talk about people will show the best parts mm-hmm. um, and it's not that that's necessarily anything wrong with that but you know depending on the type of work you're doing it that can be a very important thing yeah um, so <laughs> This was definitely an amazing conversation. <laughs> yeah, glad, very raw. Yeah, very raw. And I'm really glad we got to, like, we both watched the documentary. And y'all, we encourage you to watch it. Yes, watch Tune it. in if you can. Again, it's on Amazon. I think it's called Untrapped um, mm-hmm. Baby's documentary. It is definitely very good, very inspiring. Um, you know, and I definitely was able to just think while I was watching it and, you know, consider a lot of things, how I can relate, what I don't relate to. Um, and so that was really beautiful. So I'm happy. Yeah, no, I'm happy. And one, one last thing I want to say that I noticed, um, like there was a lot of times and it was very subtle, like it was mm-hmm. very, very subtle, mm-hmm. but like I noticed that the times that they like showed him right before him performing, like him putting the cross over himself, like, you know, how people like touch mm-hmm. their head, their heart and then like a cross, like I noticed that, you know, and I feel like a lot of times people, it's so interesting to me because people like consider like rappers, um, hip hop artists, things like that, like worldly people, like, you know they talk about sex drugs money all of this stuff and like I've always wondered like like to me it's undeniable that little baby has a a god-given gift like that's undeniable in my eyes and I think that 
like it may it just is a reflection of like okay so is he not of God because like this and and it's, it's also too like realizing like how he talks about like a lot of my music is my real life like I'm talking yeah. about things that I've experienced and it says like you drug you judge a person because they talk a lot about drugs and guns but it's like do you who are you judging for putting them in that predicament like we we cannot control the life the family and they said that in the in the documentary like we can't control the life that we're brought into like if I if I and this is real life like I tell y'all all the time like my family members are on drugs like I grew up seeing that so it's like if I become the next person to be on drugs, it's like, are you really going to fault me? Or like, are you going to fault my environment? Like, and it's like, if we're going to be super spiritual, like God knew and designed every family that we would be a part of, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, and it's not to say like, oh, we're faulting God or nothing, but it's like, make sure you're looking at the full picture, like before you judge a person, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know if that landed, but I just feel like that is like, like, you know, I want people to like, I, and he honors God. Like he he'll say, like, you know, um, only man God is the only man I fear. Like, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like yeah. but the average person is not gonna look at him as a God fear person because of like his so called worldly lifestyle. But it's like I just I can't just forget it. No, I get Thank it. You. And like <laughs> I think you what you're getting to is like judgment you know in social media like we can easily judge people because of what we see we can Mm -hmm. easily judge people based on a two-second clip a Mm -hmm. picture that they upload or picture that they don't upload Mm -hmm. you know we can easily judge people but it's like take time to realize that we're all human and we all have been through things going through things and will go through things in life and so rather than literally judging somebody for your idea that you have in your head and your you know, ability and capacity to think that doesn't mean that you know them to their entirety. You don't know them. You don't know their family history. You don't know what they've been through. In life. Right. It's like before you judge somebody, think about those things. Yeah. Like, consider that related back to you and who you are as an individual and what you've been through. Right. You know, and realize that everybody, every all seven billion people on this planet are living their own reality. Mm-hmm. Brittany is in a different reality to me. You know, like my my boyfriend is in a whole different reality that I'm in. Yes, we're like connected in a way, and we're surrounded by each other. But it doesn't mean that her upbringing, you know, I should judge her upbringing or vice versa because of my own thoughts or my own insecurities or yeah. my projections or whatever the case may be. So I definitely get that. It's like you know, and that's why I love documentaries. Even I watch um uh X. Tentation? I don't. I'll say his wrong. His name wrong. Juice World. I did watch his as well, and also XX Tentation. I know I'm saying his name wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and he passed away a few years ago. Um, he got shot while he was in his car shopping for a bike. But like, I just love learning people's stories because I'm like, oh, this is like what happened. This is what he needed in life. This is what he wasn't chasing the materialistic things. He was really chasing love. Like mm-hmm. he was really spreading love. Like you really get to see who an individual is and like their heart and what they've been through. And then you have an idea of them versus a judgment of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's now, I feel that. And I feel like my last closing thought that I, wait, I'm sorry. Did I cut you off? No, I'm, I was done. <laughs> the last closing thought that I want to say is like, 
no matter if you consider yourself as a person in purity that lives in purity or a God-fearing person or like whatever that looks like for you, the moment that you just know the moment that you begin to judge a person that that's the moment that you're in the wrong, you know? And like, mm-hmm. you can judge a person and like, because you, you feel like you live one way and they live a different way that you may not agree with, but that one moment of judgment puts you in the wrong because we're not supposed to judge people, you know? And I think that judgment is normal. Like, you know, if a person walks up to you, you're, you can't help but to think a thought like, okay, this person is going to talk to me or you like their outfit, you like their hair, like judgment is normal. But I think it's just something that you do have to like check yourself on. Like, and I like, you know, we all have had a negative thought about a person, but like, I know one thing that I really try to do is like the moment that I catch myself, like thinking too deep into what a person has going on, I always be like, okay, but why are you judging? Like, you know, like I, and I put it down as a reflection of myself. And a lot of times I've learned like the, the way that you see other people is the way that you really see yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know why I feel like we like reading people. Like, get <laughs> right? <together now." laughs> I hope y'all don't feel like we're like, because like, as we talk, we're always reiterating these things within ourselves as well, mm-hmm. reminding ourselves of these things. Yeah. For sure. um, you know, because what came to mind as you were talking is the fact that, yeah, like let's check in with ourselves. It's important. Even one of my close friends told me like, it's important to do shadow work. When something comes up, do the shadow work. See, where is this thought coming from? Where is this behavior that I have coming from? Like, and how do I fix it? How do I how do I go about healing from that? Um, so, yeah, y'all, we just, like, I hope y'all don't feel like we're reading y'all. Because, like I said, <laughs> we, we talking to ourselves, too. Uh-huh. Um, I hope y'all really enjoyed this episode. And it encouraged you to just reflect and uh-huh. um, you know, watch the documentary and yeah, we hope you're having a great day, whatever day it is that you decided to listen to this episode. Um, we, if you're new here, welcome. Thank you so much for listening to us and checking our podcast out. We hope you continue to listen. Um, and also go back and listen to old episodes. Yes. Go back and listen to old episodes and we love y'all. We mm-hmm. should appreciate y'all and we would love if you could leave us a rating. Um, we love reading your reviews and like how much you're impacted by listening to us. And so that's just so amazing. So please leave a review. Yes. And you can leave the review on Apple Podcasts. All you literally have to do is go into Apple, mm-hmm. click back to her, um, and then scroll all the way down and you'll see the option to leave a rating and a review. And if you aren't already also, make sure that you follow our Instagram page at official back to her. And that too is the number two. And then you can follow me at according to Brit with three T's. Um, and of course, all of this information will be in the show notes as well. Yes. And you can follow me on Instagram at Joy Jolene, J-O-Y-J-O-E-L-E-N-E. And yeah, y'all, we love yes. you. Oh, girls, and please subscribe to my YouTube yes. channel. Yes. <laughs> and subscribe to Brittany's YouTube, her amazing <laughs> YouTube channel. And yes, yes, we love y'all and we hope you have a great day. All right. Love you. See ya. Bye.